If you stay here and listen Your life will never be the same Cause we're talking with T-Bird now And this T-Bird you cannot change T-Bird you cannot change And things might get pretty strange Yeah, talking with T-Bird is back <laughs> And we are talking today with Ray oh Dreams Heard on Talking with oh T-Bird Yes Yes, oh my Yes, Teresa Cooper. (laughs) That was fantastic. That was a big surprise for me. Yes, I'm so excited to be back here talking with you, T-Bird, here. No, not talking with me. You're singing. Well, I'm I'm just uh, showing you how excited I am to be back again. (laughs) Catch up with you here. Talking with T-Bird. That was fantastic. Yeah. Now, what's Will of America going to think that you, you you pulled his you pulled his segment and you you, you put yourself singing in there? Singing along That's with great. Will from America. Oh, you were singing with him? Yes. Yes. I was singing along I, with Will from America. <laughs> that was great. That was fantastic. Yes. You just you just you just made my day. That All was right. great. Well, T-Bird, happy to be back with you here today as we're going to catch up with Dreams from Survivor Fiji. But first, uh, what's been going on with you? Well, let's see. I've been flying some, uh, getting past the election. I think we're past... I'm not exactly sure we're totally past it, but we're somewhat past it. It happened. Um, yeah. yeah. It happened. It's still happening, it seems, seems like, it. but it happened. I'm past it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. That's very true. Um. So just doing some flying and everything's everything's going good. Everything's great. Ready for the holidays. Yeah. We put and we put our Christmas I say we. I Glenn and I put up our Christmas tree yesterday. Get out of here. What? No. We did. Why? Can you believe it? What's the rush? I, I don't Rob, it's crazy. We have never done this before. Um, you know, I think I told you Sandra and the Queen says Queen, she put her tree up, I think like in October, she put hers up so early, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of early. But kind of for me, I'm thinking Thanksgiving, I love Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving kind of rolls into Christmas. Mm-hmm. I thought, might as well just go ahead and put it up. You have a real tree or a yeah. fake tree? Oh, is that Rob, rude to what ask? do you think? Are you allowed to ask people no, if their tree is real or no. fake? I think it's okay to ask that. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you guess. What do you think? Do you think our tree is real I feel like, that you, seem like that you would have a real tree. I feel like that you are out there in the country, and I feel like that you'd have a very easy access to a real tree. Yes. Yes, it's a real tree. We went down and we cut down the tree on the property. and But see, actually, we have two trees. So I've always I've been out here on the farm for a lot a lot of years. So we've always gone back and cut our tree down. Well, Glenn has a I don't like to say the word fake, but he has an artificial tree. Yes, Glenn has an artificial tree that he loves. Okay, he loves. So since we've been together, we've been Talking using with Glenn's tree bird artif- right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so anyway, blah 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 blah. Long story get longer. 
So this year we're going to have two trees. We've got the one off the farm, and we've got Glenn's artificial tree that he'll put up. And of course, he's not ready to put it up anytime soon. So mm-hmm. we'll kind of follow. We'll kind of follow suit on that one. Okay. So when will y'all be putting your tree up? And will you do it? Be doing a, a artificial or a live? We have a tree? fake tree. We have a fake tree. Um, but T-Bird, I feel like that with the real tree, aren't you worried? Does it get dried out by you know? Is it going to sit there for a month and a half? Okay. Well, that's interesting. You Look, say it's that. Fire hazard. Yes. Yes, probably. You sound just like Glenn. He's already gone over that with me. Don't leave the lights on at night and, and make sure you keep it watered every day. But, you know, when you buy these trees at Christmas tree farms, you know, people in the city, the trees have been cut. I don't know how long they've been cut, but they've been cut probably longer than we just go out, cut it yeah. and bring it in and put it That's in right. water immediately. I always tell people they should get so, a, a rescue tree. And not to go to these Christmas tree f- of farms that they have there that are just uh, just churning out all these trees. Right. Well, I don't want, don't be misled. Our tree, it's, if you see it, you'd be like, what? What? I mean, it's not like one of those big full ones that you would see, mm-hmm. you know, in a hotel, you know, in the, in the W or anywhere like that. But, but it's special because it came off the farm and it's something that the kids and I, we used to every year, we'd go cut our tree down together. It's just kind of a family tradition. Yeah. So anyway, all right, yeah, it's up. All right. Well, T-Bird, uh, before we get to talking with dreams, let me take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. And those are our friends over at Quip. You know, there's only two types of people in this world. Those of us who brush and floss every day and those who might just start thanks to Quip's new refillable floss pick. Uh, The people over at Quip, uh, they make an incredible electric uh, sonic toothbrush that they've got a new item that it is the uh, Quip refillable floss pick. Pick. You ever see those like uh, uh, disposable floss picks? Uh, it's so much waste that you use it once and then it snaps and then you have to go through a million of them, throw them all in the garbage. Too much waste. Get out of here with that. The makers of Quip, they've got the refillable floss pick, which is wonderful to go along with the Quip electric toothbrush. You hear me talk about all the time. Uh, that I've got also the new one that has uh, the Smart Quip electric toothbrush, which goes along. I track my brushing in my app, which I love. But the now refillable floss pick is what you're going to want to use next. It's got a durable handle, easy to use, restrings with a click, comes with a compact mirror dispensing case for people on the go, plus a single refillable rod replaces over 180 single-use plastic flosser so it's better for your teeth and your environment because uh pair the floss with the electric toothbrush quip has the simple guiding features that you love like the timed sonic vibration with guiding pulses to help you brush better you could personalize your routine uh with nine premium brush colors plus anti-cavity toothpaste for every taste in mint and watermelon great stocking stuffer too I might add. Now you can add amazing rewards for brushing your teeth every day. Yeah, I use my Quip Smart Electronic Toothbrush T-Bird, and now I'm racking up points for all these rewards, like free products and discounts. How about that? Yeah. 
Yeah, points and rewards that Nicole's going to take from you for no, Christmas. No, I didn't tell her. That's I okay. I'm not telling her, and I'm not. she can't get into my app. It's on my phone. Uh, Quip will deliver you a brush head, floss, toothpaste refills every three months from $5. Shipping is free, so you can save money and skip the store, which is uh, super important and convenient right now. Bring delight to your everyday brushing. Join the over 5 million mouths brushing with Quip, starting at just $20. Go ahead and go Check out getquip.com slash Rob right now. You get your first refill for free. What? Yes. That uh, This is a uh, better deal than what went on with Yao Man and Dreams. I promise you. Your first refill for free <laughs> at getquip.com slash Rob. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Rob. Quip. Better oral health made simple. All right, T-Bird. Let's go and talk to the man of the hour, We've got dreams on the line. Take it away, T-Bird. All right. I've always believed you play the game of Survivor the way you live your life. If you've lived your life up to that time being without, struggling to survive and provide for your child, and being a kid yourself, would you not play in the moment? So don't judge situations you've never been in. So today, we are joined by our very first cast member from Season 14, Survivor Fiji, and I feel quite sure that most would agree that this player is definitely one of the most memorable characters from the season. There would be a lot of firsts for this season and for our guest today. It was the first unanimous jury vote in Survivor history, the first season of Survivor to have an odd number of players due to a player dropping out just the night before and a lack of an alternate player, the first time the Hidden Immunity Idol played after the votes had been cast, but prior to the votes being read, it was the first time a castaway quit due to an illness, and it was the very first time the final three are all African Americans, and that would include our guest today. He was a 24-year-old cheerleading coach, a former homeless street performer who describes himself as humorous, energetic, intelligent, and competitive. And he would also have quite a bit of first coming into this fascinating social experiment played for a million dollars. It was his first time on an airplane. It was his first time leaving the country. It was the first time he would be given a truck, the Ford Super Duty. And for a kid who had been down on his luck with no driver's license since he had no vehicle, his luck was beginning to change. Or was it? That truck came with strings attached and the infamous truck curse would come right along with it. And it would change the way a lot of Survivor supervans think about, quote, is a deal really actually a deal, end quote. If you make it during a game, you're playing for $1 million. But because of this broken promise, another first for our guest today, he would be the very first man to receive no jury votes at the final tribal council. Now, at age 38, he has said even though his Olympic trial run days are over, he's still in great shape as a UFC trainer and could most definitely see himself on the challenge. He is a fan of Big Brother, the amazing race, and is still hoping for that survivor second chance. I introduce to you making his very first appearance on RHAP, 
The guy who says he acted stupid during the game because he couldn't be smart and athletic, played as a double agent, and believed he was able to play a game and separate it from real life. I introduce to you my North Carolina neighbor, Dreams. Dreams, how are you? Yeah, hello. I'm doing good, man. How are y'all? Doing very good. Now, Dreams, do you prefer Dreams or do you prefer Dre? Depends on who I, where I am and who's calling it. Okay. Well, what, what would you like us to call you? Y'all can call me Dreams. I don't, I don't mind. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, very yes. good. And in case people are hearing uh, some noises uh, coming from uh, Dreams's and Dreams, uh, who's uh, there riding a co-pilot with you today? Yes, yeah, my baby girl, Sailor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dreams is being uh, a good dad doing a double duty today, talking to us and then also watching his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen how she got her name. I think this is so cool. So um, Dreams told me that Sailor's 16 months old, and she got her name because her mom is a boat captain. What? A boat Isn't captain? Isn't that cool? Yes. She is a boat captain. Uh, she's been a boat captain for... Bay, how long have you been a boat captain? About four years now. Four years. So, okay. And- yeah. Dreams are. Do you guys live in North Carolina? Where do you? Where are you set up? We live in. I used to live in one for one week in North Carolina. Now I live in Bolivia, North Carolina. Bolivia, right up the street. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dreams. Uh, very nice to uh chat with you and uh you know hear a little bit about what you've been up to uh since Survivor and your uh Survivor experience. Uh, we got to hear from you uh, briefly on the last uh Black Voices of Survivor roundtable and you were driving around giving driving lessons to your son yep very brave <laughs> yeah, it ain't so scary no more it, i mean he's got enough experience now i just let him go pick up my stuff that he went to take his car to get it fixed he thought it was gonna take like 10 minutes and uh they kept it so he's he was stuck there so i had to go let my son pick him up it's kind of raining over here so i, I was kind of skeptical Mm-hmm. I told him give me a kiss on the cheek for good luck, but he, he refused to do so. So yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to turn out for him. Dreams, uh, how did you get involved with UFC? Uh, well, always I used to box um, competitively. You know, uh, I won Olympic. I mean, Golden Gloves. I was I went for Olympic trial run, but the year that uh um. I mean, I used to have like mad fire for it. And then, but the year I did Survivor, that was one of my Olympic trial fights uh, competitively to to see if I could be on an Olympic team type jump. And then, I mean, after I came back from Survivor, my muscles was just whack. My bones mm-hmm. was brittle. It just, and I long, no longer had the fire for it. You know, I still fought the fight afterwards. I got, I got a cut in my eye. I think. Mm-hmm. And during the fight, they stopped the fight. I mean, I went home. I was just devastated because I worked so hard to get there. But, uh, and I, I mean, I, I had another, it was, I could have went to another state and fought it, fought it again. But I was just, like I said, I didn't have a fire for it no more. But I still had a fire to help people. So I, I just, I stick, I continue to go to practice and continue to train on and off. But it wasn't like a everyday thing. Yeah. 
And now you do coaching for uh, people that are trying to become UFC fighters. Yes, yes. Uh, my cousin Derek Brunson is actually like number seven in the world middleweight. Mm-hmm. So we start. I started off with that, and then uh, uh, when he was on his come up, he he needed to to train, and uh, the coach that he was training with was like, uh, "Well, you got to pay me." to train. He's like, man, I don't have the, I don't have the money now, but if you can hold the pad for me for like a week, I'll bring it back after the fight. He's like, well, man, business don't work like that. I was like, I'll hold pads. So I held pads and then we, and then we continued from there. He went on, we won the fight. We went and won another fight, went and won another fight. So that, that's how we started from there. And then we opened the gym later on. So, and then it's saga continues. So we're still doing that right now. And the people that you train, it's mostly uh, young people? Yeah, mostly young people. Like, how young do kids get involved with UFC? Man, shoot. We got some... We got some seven-year-olds, six-year-olds. Some kids come in at age of five, but we, we prefer kids to at least have uh, enough, you know, to be able to, to listen. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want, it ain't like a jungle gym in there. We, we, we prefer the structure. Yeah. So, My but, boys uh, are five I mean, and I, seven. They're practicing, I think, already. Oh, yeah? Nonstop. <laughs> jiu yeah. yeah. Yeah, jujitsu is fun for kids. <laughs> yeah. I, I teach the striking class. I had the striking class, but I mean, kids be just like berserk in there with that. I mean, but it's an instructional thing. It's just, but I try to make sure they have fun at the same time. Sometimes we'll do like a, Simon says this, Simon says that, Simon says that, you know what I mean? But like I said, it's, it's structural and it's, um, I mean, it helps a lot of kids, especially kids who are troubled. They, they, they want to, they want a reason to come to practice. You know, they want a reason to stay out of trouble. They need that. That's good work. You're doing that. That's absolutely right. And yes, Rob, your boys are in training too. Cause I've seen some of your Instagram videos with the boys. Yeah. They're just uh, amateur lunatics. <laughs> yeah. No structure. All right. So, so we were talking about, Trace, we were talking about the age that how, how early these, these boys are starting. So, what I'm wondering is something that I read that you had said about Survivor. You had said something about the old folks are always voted out first. So, I'm just wanting to know what age would you say is, quote, old folk? I'm just asking for a friend, just asking for a friend. I would I would say old folk would be about over the fifty five speed limit, you know. Yeah. After fifty five, you know, people are considered people. Just I mean, is a is a separation of uh, culture. Yeah. And, and so to speak. You know? But would you have had a different answer when you played Dreams? I always thought around that age, like Papa Smurf would have been considered <laughs> old because you know, like I said, if someone says. Hey, if a if a if a murderer came to you and asked you to do a dance or you die, what dance would you do? Would you say something like anything older than the MC Hammer? You you, you know what I'm saying? You consider the old folks. Was this a game that you guys guys played in Fiji? If a murderer came and said, uh, "Do a dance or you die," what dance would you do? <laughs> no, that wasn't. Okay, Tiber, what played. dance would you do if the murderer came to your house? Uh, Anything older than MC Hammer. That's for sure. That's what I would do. 100%. Okay, so, so that is so funny. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, Dre, 
dreams. When you played Survivor, though, you were twenty. You were twenty-four. So does you? So you say fifty-five. You still would consider maybe right there on the limit. So now you're thirty-eight, and you'd like to play again. So I guess you answered your question. You're way away from the from the old folk age, right? Well, here's the, here's the thing. I consider myself old. I also consider myself young. I can I can Me relate too, to both sides. I have I have a lot of I I have the wisdom and the understanding with old folk. You know where I can I can literally shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have the uh, I feel I have the body and everything of a young folk where I can still do the activity if it came to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a sweet spot of like uh, late thirties. It's a good time to uh, go play on Survivor. Dreams that you know it was a big deal when on your season that they said that you were you know a homeless person uh, when when you played. Was that actually the case for you when you went to go play Survivor, or was that something that they played up for the show? I wasn't homeless when I played. At that time, I, I had a son, and uh, we act, literally. I mean, I was homeless years before that. Uh, so I actually played at 23 and I was homeless around age 17, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So, but, uh, I wasn't homeless by, by the time we got on the show. I was I, I literally, I lived in a house that I, my lights were off, my water was off and it was just me and my son. It was like a three bedroom house that I rented from this landlord. And, uh, I told I said, listen, man, I have to go. I told him I had to leave. I said, listen, when I get back, I'll pay you. Oh, I was like a couple of months behind on the rent. He understood. His wife made him let us stay there until we paid up the rent. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, listen, man, when I get back, I'm going to pay you all of your money. I, I will not, you know what I'm saying? So I paid him. I paid him his money. I paid him extra money. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, because, but I was literally, I mean, we was, I was homeless at that point, but I was down on my luck at that point when I left. And how did they find you for the show? Did you apply or were you doing something and they spotted you? Um, I don't, I can't remember what season she was on on Amazing Race. It was, uh, Kelly Patterson. Okay. She asked me, she was, uh, I guess she started hanging out or talking to CBS people or some junk after she did Amazing Race. But then she asked me, did I want to do Survivor? And I was like, well, sure. You know, I didn't even know what Survivor was. I, I, I heard about it. Yeah. And the TV show where, Oh, it's a real TV show when they go out and try to live and do competition. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. But I didn't actually expect <laughs> to do it, you know? How did she know you? We cheered together. We were, uh, we worked both for a, a varsity. Okay. So, Rob, did you, what I read, if this is correct, and Dreams, you tell me if this isn't correct, every single player, the 19 that played or the 20 that should have played, they were all recruited except for Papa Smurf. He was the only one that had applied. Does that sound right, Dreams? Well, I don't know. I, I, they didn't tell me anything about how they got there. I know Earl was recruited. that He wanted to play on The Amazing Race, but I don't know about the uh, rest of the players from Fiji. I know Cassandra was recruited also. So mm-hmm. That could be true. I, I mean, yeah. That's what I read, that everybody but Papa, Sm- Papa Smurf was the only one that had applied. The rest were all recruited. 
So I thought that was really interesting because you would think they would get, have gotten so many applications, yeah. applicants. Well, I think that he they said on his tape that, that. Uh, they, he said that, you know, hey, that I've, I've been watching uh, Survivor ever since I did the uh, Roger Rabbit dance. <laughs> the Roger when the murderer Rabbit came dance. To my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, he he, he fit the age range. Oh, he did Roger Rabbit. <laughs> so, I got to Google a Roger Rabbit dance. That's yeah, going to be fun. That's a good one, T Bird. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, dreams. So, dreams. So, just correct me on anything that I'm not correct about. But from what I read, you had a final three deal from day one with Earl and Cassandra. Is that true? I did. That is true. That is How true. cool is that I, to take it? We, we actually had a final five deal, but some of the people got voted off. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people just like it's it's hard to be on the show for real. But final three deal with them. Yep. From day one. And we I mean, we made it. I wasn't going to say either one of their names. I don't care if it meant my me go home. I wasn't going to say either one of their names. You know, I uh, even in the finale. I, I just had no will to fight against either one of them, to, to throw either one of them under the bus. I, I had no, I had no, it was nothing. I didn't want to. I didn't care about the money at that point. I mean, I did, but I didn't. Like, I, I, I actually cherished those people by the time we got there. I mean, y'all man also, but like I said, if it was him or me, I got to choose me every time, you know. Mm-hmm. Who were the other people that were in the, the final five? Uh, Shoot. I don't remember the final five, but it was like day one was like we got together, we made a final five. But I remember going to them and we all had a final three. Mm-hmm. So the final five didn't matter. We were going to get to the final three. I mean, chances are they had a final two or somebody had a final two without me in it. Or, or, or I mean, if that's what it was going to come down to. But I didn't care at that point. If I, if I get the three, then the competitions are me versus you. You know, so and I feel if it's a me versus you situation, I probably I'm I'm confident in myself every time. So I didn't I don't I I'll, the lower I made down to is the final three. Mm-hmm. Were the other the other two or was it Alex and Eduardo that you made? Was that part of that five? No, I I, I never liked Eduardo. Eduardo was somebody I didn't like from the beginning. I didn't like him in the middle, and I didn't like him in the end. Why? And I still don't oh, whoa. <laughs> He was just a, a real uh, jerk, you know? I mean, in real life, he was a real jerk. He was the guy who said that he hooked up with his best friend's girlfriend to show her, to show him that she wasn't, you know, a good person. I'm like, yo, that means that you're not a good person. <laughs> you know, you're saying it, you're saying it wrong, bro. That means that Wait, you're not so a good he, person, he wanted to te- show his friend that his, gr- that his friend's girlfriend was no good, so he went and hooked up with her? Yes. For no reason? I, I don't know what the reason was <laughs> besides him trying to show that she wasn't a good person. But, wow, it I mean, because we sat around and told stories. We sat around and we talked and we all told stories. And Like I said, the kid, he was, he was just a bad person. Now, Alex, on the other hand, had me tricked. I really, really liked Alex. It's, it's weird because I didn't get along with Boo on the show and I didn't get along with Rocky on the show. But after the show, we got along. Me and Boo get along. Me and Boo still talk now to this day. Like, we'll hit each other up in the inbox 
me and James, where Rocky still talks to this day. We hit each other on the inbox and, you know what I mean, still chat back and forth, see how things hanging. Me and Alex haven't spoke since. But like I said, on the show, we were really cool. But when after the show, we were in Fiji and he was like, oh, somebody's musty. Somebody stinks. Like, he was saying this to the Fijians. You know how they don't put on deodorant and stuff like we do, but and, and you know, that's just their culture. Their culture ain't to wear cologne and walk around with denim jeans. And This is Alex, you know, not Edgardo? No, this is Alex. Okay, yeah. And, and Edgardo was like beside him laughing like they were like poking. And these people were so nice to us. Like yeah. you would have no, I never experienced this kind of, you know, hospitality. Yeah. You know, I mean, even Southern hospitality is good. But these people were genuine with it. Like they really wanted us to feel welcome into their country. Mm-hmm. And so they were super nice and they were just picking fun of these people who were still treating us nice. You know, um, I, it, that, like I said, my number one pet peeve is bullying and it's always been, it always will be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Dreams. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you about bullies. That's my number one big thing too. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. My number one pet peeve is murderers that uh, will come to your house and make you do a dance. <laughs> but, but number two is bullies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> okay. So, so dreams. That's funny. All right. So dreams. You had the, You said you had uh-huh. the final three deal with you, you Earl and Cassandra. Say, I know that you uh-huh. pro- guys didn't know it. You guys did not. You guys and gals did not know it was going to be a final three because you had not seen Cook Islands yet. But when you found out, you thought probably it would be a final two. If it had been you yeah. and Cassandra in the final two, only two, who would have won between the two of y'all? I probably the jury would've. vote. I okay. probably would have won because, uh, not that, I mean, because we were both disliked. She was disliked for no reason at all. I mean, I can see why they didn't like me, but I mean, what did Cassandra do? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they just, dis- you know, when someone dislike you for nothing, yeah. then, I mean, but they did, the, the reason they disliked me is because I played a better game. Now, I feel that that's the reason I could have beat her because I feel that they would have not liked me because of how I played, but they would have had to give me their vote. You know, it would have been a vote out of, okay, what you did get rid of us. You played a crappy game. We don't like how you played, but you did play the game. You know, I don't know. They felt that she did nothing in the game when she, I thought she did. I, she did an actual lot, you know. Uh, you know how when you work straight for a week mm-hmm. and then you, and you rest at home? Yeah. And then someone tries to get you to do something. You say, hey, I'm resting. And they act like you're doing absolutely nothing because you're resting. Yeah. But resting, resting is doing something. You're resting. That's, you know what I'm saying? And, and I think the same way about flying under the radar. I think flying under the radar is a good strategy. You ain't making people mad because people are voting people out for the simple fact of, hey, it's better them, not me. And if you fly under the radar, you ain't making people mad. You know, it was a lot of people making people mad. I mean, Lisi made me mad. Uh, Everybody was just making everybody mad, just from just the slightest things, and she didn't make anybody mad, you know. Do you still keep in touch with Cassandra? I do. Yeah. I think I will always keep in touch with Cassandra. Yeah. Is she the person you're the closest with from your season? Yep. Yeah. I'm still close with Earl too, but 
between the two of them, I'm closer with Cassandra. Yes. So I believe Cassandra's moved into old folk now because she was, what, 42 when she played? Wonder what dance yeah. she'd want to do if a murder came she'd into her house. Like the, I'm just wondering. She, she'd probably do the running man or some jump. Yeah. Or or the, or the electric slide. <laughs> she'd probably do the electric slide. Uh, the electric slide. Oh, okay. Dreams, okay. Uh, speaking Possibly. of dances, can you still do the meke? Oh, man. I ain't do that thing in like a thousand years, man. I ain't do it since I've done it on the show. Mm-hmm. But you and ended with a backflip. Which was uh, such such a nice touch at the end. I thought we could win because of it, but yeah, I guess they didn't like it. Like, Earl hey, was too good. To do that. But they wasn't even. Listen, truth be told, you know the editing. They was horrible. Boo was out there doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Stacy and Michelle was like sticking each other hair with the sticks. I mean, they, they, they was doing horrible. I thought we won for sure, but I think. I'm going to tell you the truth. I think the Fiji people let them win because Earl was the leader. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I think they, they, they really look up to like Earl. So I think that's why, that's why they won. Dreams, they do all the seasons in Fiji now. Should they bring the Meke competition back? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, we'll see the worst dances ever. Yeah. <laughs> I think that maybe uh, we should we should have it back. Yeah, but they should play the whole day. They should let them do the whole day. Mm-hmm. So if you mess up, you mess up in front of the world. That's right. So dreams. When you were a street performer, is that what you did? Were you a dancer? We tumbled. I didn't dance. I can't dance. I'm I'm, I'm horrible at dance. But I could put some steps together. If I, if- well, I was gonna say when you were when I read that when you were homeless when you were younger that you were also a street for performer so i was just wondering what you performed oh we we tumble uh, if you if you look on internet and go to powerhouse tumblers that's our group because we we made something out of the group we didn't just stop at street performing we i mean we eventually got uniforms we performed at halftime shows we i mean we was we was literally like uh borderline famous like people wanted our autographs and I'm talking about we was doing it. So we even did the uh, uh, America's Got Talent thing. Oh, yeah? Oh, wow. So we were on the, uh, the, that morning show. The morning show to see who... I mean, yeah. truthfully, we went against the, uh, some... some uh, I think they were Indian people. But they went to, a, to the New York school and all they people voted for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we clearly beat them if you look at the competition but but it was about the vote so they got more votes than we got yeah so dreams how did you get into that well we started off tumbling for for money i mean we started off tumbling for money on this or, or when we was growing up and then i mean everybody want to see new stuff they don't want to see the same stuff over and over so you had to get better and and if one of us got better everybody got better you know we were always trying to beat each other so it was a constant growing of talent Mm-hmm. How big was the group that was on America's Got Talent? How many of you were there? About, I want to say about 16 to 20 of us. There's a lot of us. And, and the group yeah. was interchangeable. But there were people that you knew that were doing this and then you wanted to do it too? Like, how, how did you end up becoming? No, 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 no. Yeah. no we, we actually started it. Yeah. 
So you and your friends were just like uh, into doing this type of thing and then turned it into a group? Well, okay. So it goes way further back than that. Yeah. It, so we were tumbling outside one day for money. And this guy came up and he was a tumbling coach. Mm-hmm. So he was walking by. He was a tumbling coach. So uh, he actually was like, yo, you know, he wanted to sharpen us up, you know, because we were, like I said, we were on the streets. And he actually worked at a gym. So every now and then, he'll let his boss let us bring us into the gym and then we'll sharpen stuff up. You know, they had the tracks and the soft floor. We was, we was used to flipping outside. So, but like you said, it was back in the 80s. So we mm-hmm. were still like outcasts back then. Um, so every now and then when no one's at the gym, they let us go to the gym. And then, but usually we, we, our performances were on the street. And then we, he just, he started putting money aside and stuff and getting us like different uniforms. And then we'll, we'll eat between like, uh, practices. We practice every day, like sun up, sun down every day. Like it was just fun. It didn't seem like a practice. It seemed like we were having fun, but, uh, he took us, sharpened us up. And then we started, um, actually cheerleading from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we won national champion after national champion. I mean, years and years in a row. So, I mean, and we cheered for free. So I've been to Disney World 17 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just competing competition and just going in. But, uh, and we were national champions year after year after year after year. Dreams, what is the number one uh, cheerleading injury that you've seen the most in all your years? Oh, no. Ooh, I would have to say knees, the, the knee being blown out. You would think people fall on their head, but falling on your head don't really hurt that bad. Mm. You know, falling on your head is equivalent to, I know, I know, it sounds like it would, but falling on your head is equivalent to flipping a coin and trying to get it to land on us, on like, you know, on a side instead of a flat side. So it's impressive. So it, it rarely yeah. happens. Yeah. 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 If somebody can land on their head and, and just land like that, you're like, whoa, how did they land perfectly on the head? Yeah, that's a, that's pretty incredible. Now I let it on my face a couple of times. I let it on my face a couple of times on my back, on the back of my neck. You know what I'm saying? But never ever in my head. Mm-hmm. On the top of your head. Sure. Yeah. I mean, because because think about it. You flipping. If you land on the top of your head, you're gonna keep going anyways. Mm-hmm. So it it, it really happens. I've never seen it. Dreams, uh, I want to ask you about something. And I, I heard you a, a couple of months ago uh, talking with Johnny Fairplay on his podcast. And, and you told a really uh-huh. interesting story about uh, what happened with the money you got from Survivor, where you got to the final three and you ended up winning $100,000. And we talked about the hard times that you were going through in the lead up to Survivor. And they gave you that $100,000 check uh, in addition to the car that you want on the show. Uh-huh. And, oh, you want me to... Yeah, if you could, if you could say, if you could say that, I'm sure you could tell the story better than I could. Okay, yeah, yeah. After that, I mean, shoot. First, I lost the check. You know, first I lost the check and it was in my car because I, you know, had that new truck and everything. But I traded the truck for a hybrid. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I lost the check. It was in my, I forgot that I even had the check first. Yeah. And how did you, how did you forget you had a check for $100,000? Well, because well, I had money in the bank from like the interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
you got to remember, like $2,000 was a lot of money to me. Mm-hmm. So I had money in the, in the bank and then I was cleaning up my car and then I found the check and I was like, oh, shoot, you're right. I do got this money. <laughs> so I went cash a check. Uh, I'm telling you, everybody needed something. Somebody, everybody needed their lights paid or they mm-hmm. something. Everybody needed something. So, um, but anyway, and I, I sat on it for a while. I didn't spend no money for like months. Yeah. And then it's like, and then I, I mean, everybody needed a car. I bought a car for uh, one, two, three, four, five, six people. Six cars. Yeah. So you, they, they were used cars. They went like brand yeah. spanking new cars. Yeah. That was, and then I went to Disney World. I went on the cruise. I went, I mean, everything that life had to offer, I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt, I felt, you know, this is my time. I got to, I got to get it. Now, had I been the age I've been now, I would have been invested. And, yes. And, you know, I mean, I had a good time. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have memorable times. Like, that I, I pretty much pay for memories, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I mean, wouldn't be the smartest thing to do as as a grown man. Yeah. But even though I was a grown man, I was still a, a mentally still a kid mm-hmm. back back then, you know. Oh yeah, twenty three, absolutely. Dreams. Who were all these people that you bought cars for? All of my brothers, mm-hmm. my mom, and I brought it for my kids' mom. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you got the Super Duty, you got the truck, mm-hmm. and uh, you didn't like it, right? It was, uh, I, I didn't even get the truck. I went and I got, I, I went and I got a uh, big old, like, was it SUV? A big, big, huge SUV. And then I traded that for the hybrid. I never got the truck. I didn't mm-hmm. want the truck. So I just went and picked out something different. Mm-hmm. And then I, I got the hybrid. I traded that for a hybrid. And then that's how that happened. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. I traded that for a Honda. Yeah. And then I was on my way from school. And then somebody, I guess he was in a rush to change some cable. And then, I mean, and then he hit the back of me. And I was like, oh my goodness. He hit the back. I mean, he messed up the car real bad. Mm-hmm. Like, he he hit the back so hard that he bent stuff in the middle. The car was total. So uh, I traded that in, got a different car, and and that's where we are right now. Yeah. Well, not really, because I got a different car since then, but... You've had a lot of cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> yeah. Dreams, uh, this was something that came up uh, in some of the uh, roundtables that we did uh, a couple of months ago, but... The, the way that it was shown on the show that it's, you know, looking back that it's something that was you know, not done well by the show Survivor in the way they told the story of you and Yao Man with the car where that they really, you know, painted a, like a, a very, uh, you know, nefarious story about how you stole the car from Yao Man as opposed to other times on Survivor where we've seen things of like when Boston Rob uh, goes back on a deal with Lex, uh, he's painted as uh, more of like a heroic figure that's celebrated in the history of Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I mean, that's just 
character art, you know, um, they have to paint a character some kind of way. You need a protagonist, you need an antagonist. Mm-hmm. I just feel that I, I feel that I could have been uh, perceived a bit better. You, you, here's the thing, okay? I went to a TV show to play a game for a million dollars, okay? Now, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win that million dollars. If I have to get in a fist fight with somebody, I'm doing that for a million dollars. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, but all I had to do was renege on a deal to get me close to a million dollars. I don't think that was, you got to remember, I don't know y'all man like that. Mm-hmm. All I know of him is what you tell me of, you know? So I think, I think, and, and so when I reneged on a deal, they act like it was like, oh, you're not really this. And oh, why you feel bad about it? Because that's why you cry. And I was like, no, that's not why I, I hurt somebody that I cared about. Yeah. He was hurt, but truthfully, I still got to play the game. It don't matter who hurt. It's either he go home or I go home. I go home hurt, you know, or he goes home hurt. Who He's going to be all right. He has a great job. He has a family. He had, you know what I'm saying? He had everything going for him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think they painted me as, oh, this thug who would do anything for money instead yeah. of, you know, uh, uh, a kid from the projects, a kid who came from nothing, who didn't expect to end up on a TV show, who, who was willing to do whatever it took to get to as far as he could, you know, to take care of his family. I think they could have painted that better, but they, you know, cause like I said, if TV showed, if TV was to come on and say, Oh yeah, there's this group of people with masks on calling themselves the mass murderers and they're killing people. Now people will be scared of people with masks. You get what I'm saying? So t- whatever TV says, they're going to, they can paint a picture of fear or they can paint a picture of whatever. So now they painted a picture of, People like me from the projects mm-hmm. can't be trusted. You know, people like me who came from a hard life, we can't be trusted. We'll do whatever. We do anything. We'll steal from you. We'll. And, and here's the thing. Here's the weird part. I don't cuss. I don't smoke. Never smoked in my life. Never drank in my life. But here I am painted as some criminal mm-hmm. or some some ratchet thug who would do whatever it takes. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and it, it troubled me. And like I said, now people can't trust, trust a dude with black skin from the project. Mm-hmm. And Earl talked about this also when we uh, had one of the, the, the first round table that we did where that he talked about how then Jeff Probst kind of came out and was like, boy, this season, this is not a good season. This is, uh, you know, something, you know, a horrible thing happens. And this is a season that, you know, we just, uh, it was very negative about the, the story of the season when the first time and the only time that we've seen, uh, three black people in the final three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that, that in itself says a lot, you know, he could have, if he didn't like the season, he should have got the producers to, to spin it in a different way. Mm-hmm. He should have got the producers to pick some different heroes because their heroes were voted out. Think about what did y'all man do that was so amazing. He played twice. You get what I'm saying? He didn't get the, Now, I ain't banking on y'all man. I love the guy. But they wanted him to be the hero, but he didn't do enough to be mm-hmm. heroic. He, uh, I mean, who else could they pick? They couldn't pick Alex or Edgardo or, or, or Boo or, or nobody else who was like super mean to everybody. Yeah, they couldn't pick nobody else. 
So instead of making a hero, they just left out the hero. They they let y'all man be a hero, but get the qualification. Mm-hmm. You know, heroes go get it. Heroes take care of people. He didn't take anybody. Take care of anybody. People were taking care of him. You know, he was he was riding Earl coattail the whole time. If it wasn't for Earl, he would have got he would have got sent home early. Mm-hmm. You know. Dreams, let me ask you this. If Yao Man hadn't have been, I think I read he was like the most popular cast member from that season. But what if this had happened with a different cast member? If it hadn't have made the deal with Yao Man, how would the story have changed if this had happened with somebody else that maybe the the fans didn't warm up to? Then we would have been two jerks. It would have been two jerks. They would, regardless of what I did, Mm-hmm. They would have. They would have played it like that anyway. They would have. They wanted me to be. They need you. You need an antagonist. They didn't pay. They didn't put Lacey as the antagonist. You mm-hmm. see what kind of person they were. You see the bullying that that me and Cassandra had to deal with by by Stacy and and Lacey. Do you get what I'm saying? But they wasn't. They wasn't yeah. bad people, right? Yeah. Right. Nobody played them as bad, and 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 they still showed right. them treating us. Think about this. If if one video footage, if one show is broke down into three days of footage and they showed us getting bullied for that long on the show, imagine how, how much bullying that we got bullied off of the camera. You <laughs> get what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a reason me, me and Cassandra sat on a different picnic table and everybody else sat everywhere else. It was That was a reason for that. It wasn't just because, hey, that's our picnic table that we like to sit at by ourselves. It wasn't like that. They, they If they wanted an antagonist, they should have had them as antagonists. And the world would have celebrated when they got voted off. All right. I had read that Boo had said in an interview that you actually offered Yao Man the immunity necklace before tribal had started, but that Yao said that to wait to tribal council. I did. I did. And let me tell you why. <laughs> See, and, and here's the truth. Here's the truth of the truth. I wouldn't lie. I have no reason to lie. It's, I was 14 years later. Here's the truth. I knew he wouldn't take the necklace. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I said, I said, yeah. I said, would you like it? I said, would you like it now? And he said, no, just wait till the thing. I said, okay, cool. I knew he wouldn't take the necklace. You get what I'm saying? Would he and have I taken said it? To him. Yeah. And I said, I said, after I won it, I said, don't worry, you'll get it back. And I said this because I didn't want him pulling out no tricks. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want him pulling out no immunity idols. No, you I already tried to get rid of, him. and then he pulled out an idol. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't yeah, want him the week out before. You him, did. You did. I wanted. I wanted him feeling as safe as possible going into that that immunity. I mean uh, that tribal council. I want him feeling as safe as possible. I want him feeling that I was going to give it to him. Mm-hmm. I didn't change my mind at if, tribal council. No one does that. Yeah. If you had offered it to him at tribal, would he have taken it? I, I wouldn't have offered it to him at tribal. He would have took it. No, no, but <laughs> if, of course he would. If he would have, he would have taken it. He would have. I don't know. Do you think he would have, Rob? Yeah, I think so. I think he would have taken it. He would have had to. You do? Okay. He would have been the stupidest survivor ever. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't have took that. Well, I know, yeah. but 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 people would say the same thing. Then that would be a stupid move for him not to take it. But it wouldn't it be a stupid move if you were to give it. Knowing that yeah, but there's a final three, way. they would have been like, "Oh, that was honest. That was honest of dreams." Mm-hmm. Yeah, got All right, dreams, home, dreams. 
All right, dreams. Let me ask you this. Let me just ask you this because I've been I've been so conflicted with all this, and then I'm I, I finally got it to where I stand on this. So let me just ask you this one thing. I absolutely. Okay. I mean, I think Yao Man. I mean, what? He's an internet technology director. He's a very bright man. It was completely a strategic move for him, and to me. Coming to a 23-year-old that came from where you came from and dang on these truck keys in front of you and where you're having to make a split decision, that's difficult. So I can see why you did what you did. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. When you were at Tribal Council and you realized things have changed, or things have changed since the truck, did you ever say, you know what, Yao, I'm giving you the truck back. I should not have made that deal. I wasn't thinking clearly. It wasn't in my best interest, blah, blah, blah. And just say, I'm sorry, I have to, you know, I have to take the deal back. Did you think about that? Or could you have done that? No, no, I could have. I wanted both. I wanted the truck and I wanted the money. <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm, I know it sounds like Get it, dreams. <laughs> there you go. But I came there to All get right. as much as I can. I, I came there to get as much as I can get. If, if Like I said, if I... I if I went home third place with nothing, I mean, third place, I guess they win money too. If I went home with nothing, empty handed, at least I had a truck and at least I gave myself a shot at a million. You get what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I wanted all of it. Jeff even at tribal council said, Hey, do, do you not want to try to negotiate? Y'all want to talk? He even tried to get us to talk. So if I give it to oh. him and try to make a negotiation with him at the tribal council, he tried to get me to negotiate. And I said, well, I don't have nothing to say. It's like, y'all man, you don't want to get him to negotiate something. Yeah, I man, it's like you shut I, I don't know what else to say. You shut him down. You shut him down, dreams. Hey, I, like I said, I went there to get as much as I can get. Mm-hmm. You know, if if <gasps> if they had a if, if if an extra pair of his pants and he had to fly home in his underwear was on the line, I would have tried to get that too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and nothing, not not because I'm a mess. Not because I'm malicious, it's because I yeah. was going there to get. When I left home and left my family at home, I was going to come back with as much stuff as I had to. You got to remember, I had a two-year-old son at home waiting on me. I ain't go out there for nothing. I ain't go out there to, to to play nice guy. I went out there to get as much as I possibly can. If if I would have had to, if I was the cause of some girl having to cut all of her hair off. And her boyfriend was going to dump her for it. I would have had to do yeah. that. Who's you her boyfriend, Edgardo? You got a short haircut. I'm out of here. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you probably would have started dating her best friend. All right, we're taking a quick break to step aside from talking with dreams. We've got plenty more talking with T-Bird still to come, but we are very lucky that we have the first lady of podcasting here to talk with us about today's sponsor, our friends over at Echelon Fitness. Nicole, uh, she just got done with a workout. She is the authority on all things fitness in this house. Nicole, what do you want to tell us about Echelon? Uh, Well, I'm sweaty and gross right now. pretty disgusting. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Well, I have a lot to say about Echelon, actually. Yes, go on. (laughs) Well, since I am a fitness professional, uh, when it comes to getting in shape or staying in shape, nothing, absolutely nothing feels as good as the feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Sounds very good. Uh, It sounds like a great feeling. Yeah. So I want to introduce to you the Echelon 
Fit. Hello, Echelon Fit. <laughs> nice to meet you. It is the evolution of fitness. Yes, like the evolution of strategy. Yes. And uh, if you want to reach your fitness goals, Echelon can get you there. Okay. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and they're all new. I'm really excited for the Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. Whoa. No, no matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. And we're in a pandemic. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, I like not leaving Stay my home. house. Yeah, Stay I like home. that part. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. Hey, Rob. Unlike their yes. competitors, Echelon is affordable. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. And it's for everyone. And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't want to work out with my entire family at the same time. I, I want to get away from my family. We can go in different rooms. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So right now, you can try the Echelon Fitness Equipment at home for 30 days. All right. Nicole, thank you so much. Great job. This is exciting because Echelon... We'll definitely not break the bank. This is a good deal, guys. Good deal. This All right. Let deal. me let you get back to your shower. I got to get back to talking with Dreams. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams, if you played again, would would you be a different player uh, in, in your return trip? How, how would you be different now? Uh, like I said, I, what I do in my career right now is I... I study stuff, I break a fighter down, and then I tell my person where I see all the flaws and now how I tell them yeah. how I see yeah. you can capitalize on that. I do the same thing with, uh, it's like a coach that watch, fit it, watch film. I look at Survivor and I have a strategy for, you get what I'm saying, different mm-hmm. things. But the thing is, I would play, I think I played one heck of a game because I knew that I couldn't go in there acting like I knew too much. Now, if, if, like I said, if Alex would have, or Boo would have done the same thing that I done, it would have went out different. Now, Boo could be a leader. You get what I'm saying? On Survivor. They need a leader to look to. Everybody looks for a leader. I would never try to be the leader because it doesn't work when, and, and this ain't, this is just a reality thing. If a black person try to be the leader, he's talking too much. You get what I'm saying? He's already. What about Earl? Wasn't Earl the leader? He was a silent leader. Yes. You get what I'm saying? He wasn't the leader. He was a smart leader that, that made everybody else seem like it was a democracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, but, but, he, but he was a seed planner. He'll plant a seed and then be like, y'all, what y'all want to, y'all think, what y'all think about it? When he knew they was going to follow. So, but he wasn't like, yeah, let's so-and-so and so. He was like, man, if it was up to me, I would so-and-so and so, but it's whatever y'all want to do. And then, and like I said, all it takes is one idea for people to jump on that bandwagon and they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, well, if it ain't me, yeah, let's vote her out. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. He was a, he was a, he wasn't a leader with an iron fist. And that was the thing with, with Boo and them. Boo got with Lacey and Stacy, and they were like, oh, let's do this. Let's do that. You get what I'm saying? They yeah. were like iron fist. Yeah. Like they, they wanted, they said this or nothing at all. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's different leaders. And, and so I, like I said, I would always go to Alex and I'd be like, listen, Alex, I think you're the leader of this, you know, because I had to feed his ego. I was like, listen, because I think you're the leader of this thing. I said, I think if you can get a strong team, but you got to keep strong players. You can't be voting out strong players. I know Cassandra wasn't as strong, but me and Cassandra was a package. So I had to threaten. I said, listen, if you send Cassandra home, send me home next. 
I said, if you can't send me home, I'm going to throw these challenges until I go home. You get what I'm saying? Because I knew, I knew for a fact Alex wanted me around. I was a friend to him and I was a good competitor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, like I said, it's a psychological game out there. You got to know who you're going against. And I, and I know when you strike a dude's ego, they all live out it. And when you, when, you, when you play psychological and tell them that they're the leader, they're all about it. And now two leaders are butting heads because they both feel that they're leaders. And that leaves me out of it. That makes them not be like, they ain't looking for me. They just hating each other. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a number. Until we get to the merge. I had to play it smart and safe until I got to the merge. I think I would play the exact same way. I, like I said, maybe a little different because I'm a little older, but exactly the same. Like exactly, I would, I would play people against each other. I would, I am not trying to be a leader. I'm not trying to act like I'm smart because they, like I said, they get rid of smart people because they think they're smart and athletic. They're just looking for a reason to be like, yeah, he's a threat. I ain't making no suggestions. Mm-hmm. I don't care if I feel, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going behind nobody back and be like, hey, so-and-so said this because it always come out. Well, so-and-so said that you said, even if I said, please don't tell him I said this. They're going to be like, well, so-and-so told me, didn't he? Hey, so-and-so, didn't he say? And I'm yeah. like, oh, crap. He told me, <laughs> you know, he, he told me that I, you know, I, like I said, I play the same, man. I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't change a thing how I play. And if I have to renege on a deal, I'm doing that too. Yeah. Have you kept up I'm with the show? Yeah, I still watch it. I, the last one I watched was, uh, David and Goliath. Okay. Yeah. And I, I mean, that was, I really liked that show because I liked how the, how, uh, how the Davids were like just down and then they were out, but then they came back and they were just, and, uh, I forgot what happened at the time here. It was something going on. I think I moved at during that time. Mm-hmm. And then, so I missed like some episodes because this cable man didn't, uh, you know, it take like a couple of weeks to get cable transferred and junk. Yeah. It was bad. I was like, man, y'all made me miss like two episodes. You know I like David and Goliath. Anyway, yeah. That was a good great season. cast. Yeah. It's a grid season. Did you watch Winners at War? No. Dreams? No, I didn't. You, did, you didn't watch? I didn't well, so, All right. So I was going to ask you what you thought about Earl, about Earl not being on Winners at War, but but you knew it was an all-winners season, right? Oh, no. I, I, I heard about it. I think Earl talked about it, Winners at War. I think he was offered back... Uh, yeah, he had just had a, that. He had just had his baby at the time and yeah. uh, wasn't able to uh, participate in uh, that season. So, um, or would it would be uh, great to see Earl get another shot as well. It would have. I would love to see him on it. I yeah. bet you he would have done great. I mean, he he's a smart guy. He really is. And, and another thing, you know, Earl was like crippled until he was like about seven. He couldn't even walk until he was like older, mm-hmm. you know, and they didn't, they didn't even play that out on a survivor. You know, he was out there being a Superman mm-hmm. and they didn't, they didn't, you know, I, I thought as a bunch of stuff that they left out, they left unedited and they left, if they really wanted to go and, and, and tap into a person's character, they should have, they should have did that. I mean, I don't know everybody else's story, so it could have been more behind stories, but I see stories you know, if they really going to get into stories, they should really get into them and really play off of that. And it'll make people love it. It'll make people. And I think also, I think Jeff makes favorites. 
Mm-hmm. All he has to do is talk about them and say, yeah, I really like so-and-so. And then people are going to follow, you know, because it's Jeff followers and people are going to follow that. So when he says, oh, I really hated that season. Now you're going to have people like, yeah, yeah, I hated that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's hate that season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I mean, and, and that's why when he said he hated the season, I'm, everybody's like, what? Come on. Are you kidding? Just because, you know, that your, your people that you thought was going to do good didn't do good and people you didn't think was going to do good made it to the end. Come on. Cassandra, me, Earl, you, no way. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be voted off a long time ago. Cassandra's supposed to have been voted off way before the merge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that, the thing was, I never picked a side. My side was me. You know, whatever side was winning. And if I seemed like I was on the bottom, like, only reason I got rid of uh, Michelle was, I like Michelle, yeah. personally. The only reason I got rid of Michelle is because she was in a spot that I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. she was close to Earl. She was close to y'all, man. She was in that. She was in that uh, that core. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That was running things. And I was like, man, if, if I don't get, I could get rid of Stacey anytime. Yes. No one liked her. So, but Michelle. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then I was like, well, I, I just thought, I didn't know. She said that she didn't know me. So I just got rid of her. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Dreams, that episode made it seem like that you were, you flipped your vote at the tribal council. I know that that was like a weird situation for people that don't remember where they did like a weird thing where it was just like, okay, you were merged and then they said, okay, let's just pick names out of the hat and this is your new tribe for the day. And so it was a five person tribal council that you went to. Uh, and ultimately, it was uh, Michelle that got voted out three to two uh, over Stacy, and you were the deciding vote. And if I remember correctly, that they were really trying to make it seem like that you could have gone either way at that tribal council. Yeah. Oh, they have to do the editing like that. I yeah. guess. I mean, you, but your mind was you made up the whole time. Go- oh yeah. Once mm-hmm. we once I see us around, I was like, oh shoot, and I knew Stacy wasn't going back with uh, Edgardo. I mean, Stacy wasn't going back to. Uh, to uh, Alex and El Gordo's side. They act like they didn't know it. I knew she wasn't going back to their side because of how she acted towards me. But Michelle, on the other hand, she needed to go. She was not, she didn't need to go on, on their behalf, but on my behalf, I was like, man, this is my one opportunity. I would never have this opportunity again. It was a blessing. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, I got to get rid of her right now because I would never get that opportunity again. So I got rid of her. Everybody else can go. You got to remember, pieces are, are interchangeable in Survivor. If, if everybody got to go anyway, it doesn't matter the order. All right. So, Dreams, you have said that you would like to play again. Is that correct? Yeah, I would, I would play again. For sure. All right. So, this is, what I'm, this is what I'm wondering. So, right now, so far, we've only had Yao Man. He's the only one that's played twice from your season. So, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get cast... This is going to be your second chance as you're going to get cast. Now, you've made it to the merge. Now, you know all these players that have played one time have pretty much researched all these other players and pretty much know their gameplay. Rob, would you agree? Yes. Okay. Now, Rob and I are out there with you. We've just merged, and you need a solid two. Now, you know Rob and I are pretty solid. Now, you got to convince us, and I want tell me how you're going to do this. Tell me what your best discussion is going to be we already know about Truckgate, and we already know that you said quote my side was me end quote how are you going to pull us okay. in wrap us in tight to, to take it to the final three 
Boy, this well, is like my thing. training camp. Okay. Well, here's my <laughs> thing with y'all. This is what I would tell you. And, and, it, and it would be straight up fact. Y'all need a number. I have nobody. Y'all have each other. And when it get down to the final five, it's going to be these two eat these two. Or y'all could take me and it'll be three going two. And if we get to the final two, I mean, that's man win right there. Hmm. Either I go with y'all two or I go with another two. Okay. I mean, you can't say no to that. Can't say can't say no I mean, to that. He's got a great story yeah, though, yeah, T-Bird. He's got a story. It's be, it's, okay, like okay. Said. Yeah. What if somebody entices you with something like anything, but you'd be like, "Hmm, I like that deal better." Uh, what can I? I don't trust. We got to sweeten the, show, the deal, so then, then, T-Bird. He's gonna take the. He's gonna I take the best so. deal. <laughs> I'm going to this go with dreams. two people that I feel like to be. He's not I'm going to go with the people that I feel like to be. Yeah, he's not going out there for fun. He wants to. He wants to get the most. He stuff. wants it all. That's right. Okay. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Dreams. I wanted to ask you that. Uh, that CBS just announced this past week that they were going to be uh, changing things up uh, due to the efforts of a lot of the Black Survivor players who have been working on this for the last couple of months. That CBS has announced that fifty percent of the cast now on uh, their reality TV shows are going to be uh, the cast is going to be made up of at least fifty percent people of color on all of the shows. Had you heard about that? And did you have any response to uh, what they've announced? Man, I, I love it. I mean, I was part of that little Black Survivor. Thing. I didn't get to talk to CBS, mm-hmm. but I mean, I talked to a bunch of them. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, like I said, here's the here's the truth about life. In fact, if like Homeboy said, if 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 five people live in Raleigh, five people live in Leland, five people live in Texas. And then the rest of them just scattered around. I mean, who do you think is going to click to who? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Texas going to get together and be like, yeah, we Texas. We got to stick together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it is with unfortunate, how it is in a racial situation. Yeah. People, if there's just one black person and the rest of them white, they're going to get rid of the unfamiliar. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially if we ain't like the same. Now, if I was from the projects and you was white and yours from the projects, then we have more in common than, you know what I'm saying, than just a normal person who goes to Berkeley or something. Because if you get with another Berkeley person, I'm out of that loop already. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's how that's how it really is. Like, you, we playing a whole different game. We playing a game of trying to get trust and trying to fit in a group. And at first, we're just a number. You know, even when it was uh, five black people, you know, they, we were still just outcasts. You see me and Cassandra sitting on that bench. Mm-hmm. You see how Anthony was treated. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Earl was the most adaptable. He got along with everybody because of who he is and his experiences with life. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And who they seen him as. They seen him as already successful. They seen him as already, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he was able and. He was over there with all the people of he was over there with the Hispanics and the and the Asians. Mm-hmm. Dreams. Uh, T Bird said in her intro of you that you're also a avid Big Brother and Amazing Race fan. Is that true? Oh yeah, I love I love reality TV shows. I love competition. I love watching it. I love doing it. Yeah. Okay. Are you watching this season of the Amazing Race? I am not. I am not. I am actually <laughs> in the middle of doing like. Of just, 
I just opened my own detailing business, so I'm like doing a lot of just work and stuff right now. So I, only time I really watch TV is at night when mm-hmm. I when there's nothing else to do. So you're de- detailing cars. Yep. How did you get into that? I I don't know. I just wanted to do. I uh, actually I was cleaning my own car, mm-hmm. and then I was like, hey. Man. This is actually, it was like, you know, this is like one of those things that's just like rejuvenating. Like, oh, you sit down and you're like, oh, good job. The first time I detailed my car, it was, it took like a whole day, mm-hmm. a whole day. So I just looked up videos of how to make it easier and stuff. And then I started buying the products and then I was like, man, and I just started buying it in bulk. And then I was like, I'm going to open up a business. And then, so yeah. I just did it. I, I think it's fun. I, uh, I also uh, hold on now is this like, sort of like dreams that uh do you take any of sort of like the ufc technique that you have and sort of like institute that into the detailing the car like i saw this movie once where the karate nah. instructor was like hey wax the yeah. car and that helped to teach nah, the karate no i will do no nah, <laughs> nah, it ain't no t- no it's detail. not the same I, nah man you can't block like that you okay. can't block a by going in circles <laughs> yeah totally not real okay <laughs> I'm sure it is I'm sure there's a technique where you can block but uh I, that's not <laughs> I don't do not it not the same <laughs> no Hey, Dreams, who did you have out there? Had they had the, lo- the loved ones challenge? I know they didn't I guess because of the political unrest there but had you had yeah. somebody in the wings to go for your family, oh, my for your brother. loved ones visit? Mm-hmm. My little my little brother was supposed to come. Okay. Oh, I bet he was disappointed yeah. not to make that trip. I know. They had that cool. He went and got his passport and everything. Mm-hmm. They should have flew when out did, there anyway. <laughs> when did they give them the notice that they weren't going? How much of a heads up did they have? I don't even know. They, I didn't even ask about it. I didn't ask them about it at all. I, when I got home, I didn't talk for about a week. I just didn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. It was just, I don't know, something. I was just different, you know, being on an island and everything that long. I, I was different. I was messed up everywhere. Dreams, did they ever call you about going back on any any of the other seasons? Nope. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Yeah. Right, not Dreams? Yet. Not yet. Not yet. Hopefully. Look, j- Hopefully I get to play with people. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so, and I'm hoping. Hey, I'm hoping too that Naoka could be out there because I see. Did you and Naoka have a little friendship? You know, going back a little ways from Nicaragua. Yeah, we used to date. Wow. Okay, there it yeah, is. Wow. Okay, okay. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay. Well, that's what I was thinking. So that'd be another Naoka good guess ma- to track down T Bird. Naoka. Yeah. Okay, I, I might have an in dreams. I'll bug you some more after I we mean, finish. We do. All right, we do. so Sean. Sean got everybody. <laughs> yeah, Sean. Oh, I love Sean. So, so dreams. How would you like to play with Nayanka now? Nayanka, Jeff. Jeff referred to Nayanka as that Nicaragua that season's villain. You know, she stole the cooking supplies and then the flour, and then she just decided she was going to take her things and leave. She quit on day mm-hmm. twenty-eight. Yeah. How oh, would no, you like no, to play with Nayanka? So what? Mm-hmm. I was so disappointed. I was, I was like, man, we we got to break up after that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, so you were, you were dating before, before the show? Huh? Did you did you help her get on the show? You were dating before the show or while she was on the show? No, 
Wow. And you didn't know that she had quit? No. And that bothered you? That made you you upset with her? I mean, I didn't express it, but I was like, man, I'm disappointed. Like that's a, you have to understand how many people apply for this show. You know, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for so many people. And when you take it and then you take it for granted, it just leaves. Wait, did you break up with her because she did. quit on the show? Nah, but that okay. was part. That was that was like a. Edgardo like would have. He would have said, "Uh, he probably already had another girlfriend, anyways, just in case." <laughs> so, dreams. If you had been out there playing with Nayanka. Would you? Could you have convinced her to stay? 100%, she she yeah. left on day twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it gets cold out there sometimes. You she know? didn't like the cold, and 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 that cold, and then that loneliness, and that you may not just with people, but your family's not there. You have no one to really connect with. So I mean, she yeah, was definitely. such good TV. She was that uh, I had rewatched that season and. She gave the best confessionals. She was such a big personality on that season. And uh, she was, she was, uh, I think maybe in another era, would have been celebrated. Maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, I thought she did a good thing. Yeah. Had she not quit, I think she would have played five times. Yeah. What's, uh, I can't remember homegirl name. Ah, who played and then played again the next season? Hmm. Naya. Not Naya. The one from Big Brother? The... The one that played, um, I mean, not Big Brother, from Amazing Race. So give us some clues, Dreams. We'll figure it out. She's on Survivor. She was on Survivor. She uh, she played. She got sent home. I can't remember. Black girl. Michaela. Michaela. That's yeah. her name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michaela. Oh, yeah. She was good TV, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually, really, I want to see uh, Jelana Jones play again. I, I, she's got such a huge personality. I would yes. like to see her. Yeah. I mean, really go out and play and like, like just get into under people's skin. I just want to see it. I know because people are be hating her just because of who she is and how outspoken she is. And she ain't going to let you bully her. Mm-hmm. Now, you can forget about that. I want to see her play a full, like, just give her a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? I want to see what America say about it. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it. I, I think, I think, I mean, she was home fast, but I think she would have really made good TV personally. Dreams, whose gameplay dreams do you think is most like yours or most mirrors yours? Is there a player you can think of that reminds you of you? Huh. I I don't know. I because like I said, I played mostly, and though it looked like I played a more of a physical game, I played mostly mental because I went to see what was in a person's head and I fed them what they needed to stay where I needed to stay. So I would I wouldn't I don't know. Who else plays like that besides Wimp? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, and in a situation like a a strong guy playing as a Wimp is a good strategy. He poses no threat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and they they feel that oh, he's a number. He can help us out whenever we need to help. All right, T Bird. Do you have yeah. anything else for dreams? God, I was going to say, what a great week, Rob, for us to have him own, especially since the. Uh, Survivor diversity campaign that you already mentioned just came out a couple of a couple of days ago. So this is perfect, perfect timing. So I just want to read something that um, somebody said about you. Uh, Tell dreams. I'm proud and happy to have met him so many years ago. And even though we haven't stayed connected since then, once you've kicked it and connect with good folks like dreams, 
myself and Russ Swan did in Richmond, Virginia, then the respect will always be there and also tell him fatherhood looks good on him. That is from Sean Rector. Yeah, man, I love Sean. He's like my big brother for sure. Yeah, he's a great guy. And then I guess I just wanted to close with this, Rob. Um, Dreams, I started your intro with, you know, I've always believed you play the game of Survivor the way you live your life. And again, if you've lived your life up to that time, struggling to survive, for trying to provide for your child, being a kid yourself, would you not play any differently than you played? You know my name, not my story. You've heard what I've done, not what I've been through. Please don't judge my choice without understanding my reasons. Thank you so much, Dreams, for being a part of this today. Thank you. Dreams, is there anything you want people to check out, whether it's uh, the uh, UFC coaching, the uh, the powerhouse tumblers, detailing, Instagram? Well, man, I do a lot more than that. Me and my brother are actually writing a play right now. Whoa. So What's the play about? Wow. Man, it's about this uh, young pastor, and he's trying to decipher the difference between relationship or religion. You know, so um, and and in the beginning of the of the show, he loses his uh, he loses his oldest son, and he wants to uh, he wants to blame his father for everything because his father used to own a mega church, and his father got kicked out of the mega church, but he don't know the reason his father got kicked out. His father actually left because the mega church wanted them to get rid of him because when he was younger, he was a partier, and so they would pull him to the side and they was like, "Hey, if you don't get your son is the leader of the uh, the choir." If if you don't tell him if you don't tell him he got to lead the church, we have to part ways. And then, but he he finds out later on that his father left the church because they were trying to get rid of him. But he spent his whole life trying to outdo his father in mega churches. But like I said, a lot of pastors too they do religion over a relationship. And uh, like I said, he he realizes that he's neglecting his family while he's upholding the church. And you know he has a him and his wife are at ends. It's, it's actually a pretty good play. But uh, we're still in the middle of writing it right now. We're trying to make it to the point where we have to, we have to keep going back and racing, coming back and adding and then taking away because we're trying to make it yeah. to a point where we can touch the most people, where we can, where the most people can relate. Dreams, you know, will you perform in this play? I will not. I'm just you will a writer. Not. No. No, I'm just a writer. I'm not a <laughs> actor i'm not a any of that stuff okay but i've actually been writing for a while you know i have a book that is not fully out yet it's also but uh because i like to bounce back and forth what's like, the book I'm about like multiple books man the book is called the omega and it's about this college kid it's actually about the end of the world is coming and the government oh, is no. taking over dreams yeah, is a lot of that stuff like, already yeah i know and they're out their doggone government is making people like uh take this uh, chip in the chip. Oh, boy. It's like pretty much the revelation. <laughs> oh but in, the, in the eyes of a uh, in the eyes of a college student, you know, yeah. and, and like he called these people dumb his whole life. But but now that everything is like tore up, they're the only ones who like know how to fish and hunt and he got to survive. All right. Uh, what about cameo? Do you ever do cameo? What is cameo? Oh, that's where you could send me- people pay money to get a message from you. Oh, no, I ain't ever hear of it. Yeah. It's my first time ever hearing of it. You should get on there. 
Yeah, you should. What kind of message? Why are people <laughs> like money? happy birthday? If somebody want to help somebody out. <laughs> they want to. They want to hear from you. Oh man, they, that's messed up. Yeah. Well, I'll tell them happy birthday for free. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dreams, uh, this is so great to hear from you. And thank you for uh, you know having patience with us. So many times your daughter was trying to steal your headphones. And so we appreciate that you uh, hung in there with us. Yeah. No yeah. All right. Dreams, all the best to you, okay? Thank you all. All right. Take care. Thank you, Dreams. Thank you, Bye, Dreams. All right. Bye. Thank you, darling. Bye. Bye. Okay. There you have it. Dreams. Dreams. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're, he's so working on there a lot was a of stuff. Things. Yes, he sounds like he's working on a whole, book, whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think the best part of it, we lost him. He was going <laughs> deep into the book, and it was like, "Where'd he go? What happened? Uh, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, wow. You know what? I was. I was. You know, I've always said, Rob. I've always said. You play the way you live your life. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think so many of us say that. But then we have to think about when we say that, depending on where you are in your life. You know, when I played, I was in my 40s. I was a mom with kids. So my mind was different than when I was at, you know, like Dreams was 23. And he certainly yeah. came from a different a different uh, childhood and, and than I did. So, you know, it's so easy to judge people. When you just watch something until you hear their story and, and understand maybe why they do what they what they've done. And and the more I looked into this, I thought, wow, Yao Man was a very smart, smart guy. Mm-hmm. And it's almost I mean, you could kind of look at it like, wow, I, I, I really wonder if Yao Man. I know this is a crazy thing to say, Rob, if if he would have taken the immunity necklace. If if dreams had offered it to him, you said you think he would have. He would he would have got voted out if he didn't take it. He wasn't no, no, going to like. I, yeah, I know that, but but still, I think Yao Man's the type that's, that might think. I don't know. Wouldn't you still? Well, he did have a deal with him. So since I mean, he had Yao a deal, Man, yeah, it was Yao Man's idea of hey, I'll give you the yeah. truck and you give me the necklace. It was like Yao Man engineered the whole thing so he would get to the get in the final yeah. three because he thought he felt like I'll, I'll win if I get there. I just need to figure out how to get, you know, I can't win that last challenge. So, you know, that was his plan the whole time. And he's like, hey, I'll, sure, let me give the guy a truck. What's the truck worth? $50,000 and I'll win a million dollars. Right. Well, I mean, you can see Yao Man was sinking so far ahead. Yeah. And then, of course, Dr- and Dreams was too. Dreams wanted because all the like, stuff. Yeah. And he's like, well, sure, the- I'll take the truck. But and hey, wait, you mean I can get $100,000 too? Well, and, and and Dreams was playing the game, too, because he, from that moment he made the deal, he tried to get Yao Man out so that deal wouldn't come back, you know, come back at him. So he hmm. was trying to get him out, but then Yao, Yao Man won immunity, the individual immunity. So that kept him from, from getting him out. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it was great. I mean, it's, you know, it's so funny how fans do, because remember, I remember when Rupert stole everybody's shoes. Yeah. Remember when Rupert stole the shoes? I'm like, that is hilarious. And nobody, mm-hmm. that didn't seem to bother anybody. But just remember at Winners at War, when Sandra and the Queen Stays Queen made a deal with Denise. Yeah. That was a big, that was, and you didn't hear, I didn't hear much of the fans at all reacting poorly toward Denise about that at yeah, all. Yeah, nobody's like, hey, None. that deal's a deal, Denise. 
Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So isn't it funny how, you know, interesting, that's why I asked dreams if it had been against anybody maybe somebody that was a really a villain like who's a who's the villainous villain of them all that people would just like just who would it be who would it be okay russell if it was against russell and dream said uh sorry not not going to be able to hold up my end of the bargain probably the crowd the cheers yeah so isn't it funny i guess it it, circumstances it just depends so Mm -hmm. interesting all right interesting T-Bird, great job once again. And I'm telling you that Nayanka is a good tip. I think that that's another good one to look up. Well, I've just put her She's on the list. She's been on my uh, podcast bucket list for some time. You didn't tell me that on, the, on my other yeah, list. You, know you never had given been, me her. Originally, we had been focused to people from pre-Heroes vs. Villains. Oh, yes. And she happens to be from the first season after Heroes vs. Villains. That's right. That's that's why. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. she she just been added. She's just been added. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she would be so, fun. She'd be fun. Okay. All right. T-Bird, anything else you want to tell people? No, just, you know, it's it's like I said, it's been what a week with the, um, and having dreams on here with the week with the diversity inclusion. And, and you know what? Another thing that CBS said, too, that they were going to have um, uh, the people of color also, or a quarter of the reality budget is going to be going to projects, mm-hmm. uh, different projects created by different um by people of color, fifty mm-hmm. percent black, indigenous, the people of color, and you know what? Black Survivor alums had a lot to do with that, yeah, right? They really did. So there you go. Yep. Yeah. Very so, good. Yeah, Very I've been uh, getting updates on a lot of their progress along the way, and they really organized and worked hard, uh, you know, over the course of these last few months. And, and also, kudos to CBS for, you know, being responsive and listening and taking the meetings uh, with the Black survivors who had organized to talk with them. So, you know, I just, you know, have a lot of praise all the way around for, you know, how everybody handled this. So really good yeah. to see and hope to see, you know, more positive change in the future from uh, these shows that we all love. All right. T-Bird, great job once again. Of course, uh, all this podcasting made possible by the patrons of Rapids Podcast. Find out more about everything we're doing, all of our patron activities and more at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. Of course, you could follow T-Bird on Twitter. Let her know what you think about the shows and also who else you'd like to see here. Step into the uh, talking with T-Bird arena. She is at T-Bird Cooper on Twitter and Insta, right? Yes. T-Bird, are you writing a book? Yes. No, I'm uh, not yeah. writing a book. No, and I'm not doing any TED Talks because I've seen all these these uh, powerhouse survivor women doing TED Talks. You know, Kelly G, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you God, should do a TED my... Talk. Uh, uh, Rob. What? Seriously. So, Rob. So anyway, what? no, I'm not doing TED Talks. I'm not writing any books. I'm hanging out with you and loving it. You'd be great at a TED Talk. What in the world would I talk about? <laughs> you have so many life lessons that you've learned and, and that you could uh, share with people. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to stay doing this for a while as long as you'll have me because I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. T-Bird, I think that you have you could do a TED Talk on what you've learned all of these years as a flight attendant, what, what it's taught you about people. That'd be a good oh, TED gosh. Talk. Yeah, that'd be a, that would probably be an interesting one, especially, I and mean, we might give it a little, a few more years to see how everything kind of turns back around from what we're going through now. 
kind of make it come full circle. No, you Maybe already know everything. I... Oh, you? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I would imagine T Bird, if I, if I may call you Teresa, that yes, I, you may. I would imagine that in your experience dealing with tens of thousands of people who are in less than ideal circumstances, I feel like that you would have learned a lot about human nature. Yeah. So, you know what? It was interesting, too. When actually when Dreams was talking about Earl and his gameplay and how he was kind of able to relate to different the, the different players on his season, you know, it seems like, and I had seen this years before, you know, Todd that won. Yes. Tina. Flight attendant. Te- Todd, yep. had, Todd was a flight attendant. Tina was a flight attendant. Or not just flight attendants, but people that are in uh, professions where you're you're dealing with a lot of people and you're you're trying to, you know, you have to react differently depending on how each person reacts. So it's interesting that that's been the case. But okay, you've given me something to think about, Rob. All right. Well, T-Bird, we'll be on the lookout for the TED Talk or the book uh, coming up soon. <laughs> okay. It coming, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. T-Bird, great job once again. Uh, we look forward to more talking with T-Bird in the future. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.